I met my first boyfriend in first grade, Eric Munson. We met during PE class, the way most budding homosexuals meet, far on the sidelines of the playing field. He liked my copper red hair. I liked his aqua blue eyes. It was 1974 and little old Beaumont, Texas. And we were both in Mrs. Chambers' class. Now, while the other boys played a savage game of dodgeball, Eric and I talked about our very favorite episodes of Bewitched. <laughs> I think most of you know what I'm talking about, but a little reminder, Bewitched was the 1960s sitcom about a beautiful blonde witch, Samantha, who was married to a mortal Darren and her meddlesome drag queen of a mother, Endora. <laughs> now soon, Eric and I were playing Bewitched every day. But in our version, Darren didn't exist. I played Samantha. Eric was so homosexually advanced, he played Endora. He could perfectly mimic her drag queen gestures as he'd cast spells with a tornado of whirling arms and sucked in cheeks and arched eyebrows. <laughs> Eric could always outdo me on the sissy fabulous scale. In the evenings, we'd have long phone conversations. I'd cradle the receiver between my ear and my shoulder and lethargically twirled the long, squiggly cord like a jump rope. I always ended the conversations the same way. Well, let me let you go. Which is how my mother ended her phone conversations when it was really she who wanted to be let go. It's the Southern way of dropping someone. Now, Mrs. Chambers was as equally enamored of me and my red hair and my feelings for her were mutual. She had a big personality, bubble of brunette hair, bright makeup that was punctuated by frosted pink lips. She was like a movie star to me. And I was a precocious child, so I always favored the company of adults over children my own age. So much so that I often spent uh, afternoons as Mrs. Chambers' special little helper. On one of those afternoons, Mrs. Chambers called me over to her desk. Jamie, I want to have a little talk with you. I loved little talks with big people. I ran over to her desk and looked up at her. Jamie, do you know what a sissy is? My eyes zeroed in on her frosted pink lips as she said, sissy. I think so. I don't know if I knew or if I intuitively knew, but I felt like I was in trouble. Well, Eric might be one, and the other boys might think you're one too if you hang around him too much. Maybe you should take a little break from him for a while. Then she winked and ruffled my red hair. Just something to think about. I don't know how much I thought about it, but after that conversation, every time Eric came over to play, I kept making up excuses why I couldn't. 
I remember the last time I saw him, he stood on my front porch after I told another lie of why I couldn't come out and play. I think I said I was going to be playing Bonanza with the other boys down the street. We both knew that was a fairy tale. He didn't protest. He just said, okay. His aqua blue eyes were moist. And then to break the awkward silence, I said the only thing I could think of to say. Well, let me let you go. He got on his bike and he pedaled away. Shortly after that, we moved across town and so I changed school districts and I didn't see Eric anymore. But when I hit junior high, I had an epiphany. Mrs. Chambers was right. Eric was a sissy. And you know what? So am I. <laughs> I got on my bike and I pedaled over to his house across town, determined to resume our game of Bewitched, but maybe be Darren to his Samantha. I rang the doorbell. A strange man answered, is Eric home? Who? Oh, the Munsons. No, oh, they moved to Oklahoma years ago. I was too late. I eventually left that small town in Texas and moved to New York City to lead my own sissy fabulous life. <laughs> Which for me meant a lot of alcohol and booze. So much so that the fabulous turned to depression and I bottomed out on a suicide attempt. And when I finally got sober, I thought of Eric a lot. I mean, I'd never forgotten him. And in my mind, I imagined that he had channeled his talent for mimicking Endora into a fabulous drag queen career. And I could see him backstage downing too many cocktails and doing lines of coke before planting size 13-inch heels onto a stage and perfectly lip-syncing to shares, if I could turn back time. <laughs> and a few years ago, I, I tried to find him on Facebook, and I sent a message to someone who I thought was a match. And what I fantasized happening was that he would, he would reply immediately and send me his phone number and he would say, is this Jamie Brickhouse from Mrs. Chambers class? And we'd get on the phone and, and he would say, yeah, I'm in Philadelphia and I am a fabulous drag queen and I got sober too. And, and I would apologize for, for letting Mrs. Chambers nip our flowering friendship in the bud. And he'd say, oh, forget her. You know, we were just kids and she's just a small town bitch. But that's not what happened. He never returned the message. And then about two years ago, I reconnected with another classmate from Mrs. Chambers' class who had kept in touch with Eric. And turns out, we did have a lot in common. Like me, he'd had his problems with alcohol and drugs. Unlike me, he never made it far from small towns in Oklahoma and Texas. Like me, He'd attempted suicide, but Eric outdid me. He succeeded. He never got the gift of sobriety, and he never got the hell out of there. And I would never have the chance to tell him that I'm sorry for the last words I said to him so long ago. Well, let me let you go. Thank you.